You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Not of the Scribe, and at Walker Mail. Going to talk about the two games that the Charlotte Hornets won over the weekend against two two teams that are in the top four in the Eastern Conference standings at this moment because that's so Charlotte Hornets. They're going to beat the good teams you don't expect, and they're going to lose to the bad teams that you don't expect. That joke, while it's, while it's exciting to see them win against those good teams, that joke's getting pretty yes. old, Nada. I would like for them to be a little more consistent and to get out of that mantra, yet here we are. It's what we've come to know watching this team so closely over the past few years. We also are going to talk about LaMelo Ball and the sensational weekend specifically against Milwaukee. Are we going to talk about the boring topic? Yes, we are. We're going to get to that. Yes, we are going to get to that, and we're going to get to the preview tonight between the Charlotte Hornets and the Miami Heat and what was going on the last time these two teams faced off against one another. A pretty interesting story just in that regard as well. Going to get to a lot of that. First, I do want to mention that I am, we're going to be starting to switch some things up here with the podcast. Nothing that changes in any negative way. In fact, it's probably Don't worry, kids. I, Mom and dad are not breaking <laughs> up. We're not going anywhere. We're still um, a family kids. Yeah. You still get one Christmas and that's what it's going on. Still. You're not going to get two, but it's going to be a, a lot of fun every single time that we have that Christmas here recording daily. Basically, I'm going to be able to, with my new schedule at 730, the game ESPN Charlotte, I'm going to be able to dedicate a little bit more time to figuring out when we can try to consistently put out this podcast earlier in the morning more so than later in the afternoon. That's what we're going to shoot for. Also, I'm going to be able to join the Zoom press conferences that are constantly throughout the day with the new schedule that I have at ESPN Charlotte. So just wanted to put that out there just for everybody. Walker mail is my Twitter handle. I, I, I hope so, right? We're going to try to figure out, uh, test the waters the next couple of weeks just to see how the schedule works compared between the podcast and hosting at 7.30 the game. But I do think some good things are on the horizon. And as the shameless plug, you have to do it. I'll be a company man for both sides here. Yes. You can listen to me, Sports Center CLT with Walker Mail in the morning from 6 to 10 a.m. in our uh, inner uh, mingling with Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin, and then uh, we're going to have fun from six to seven, where I'm yeah, going to be able I, I'm to talk. I'm excited for you on this one, by the way. Well, this one's going to be sweet because this is going to be Sports Center CLT Evening Edition, and we're going to be able to talk about national topics. I'm going to be talking over instrumentals. I get to combine my love for music and my love for sports. It's going to be a lot of fun. So 7:30, the game from six to seven p.m. Going to be able to do Sports Center CLT. Going to have a lot of fun with that one. So I'll put that one out there as well. But of course, you're going to be able to catch us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Just wanted to kind of update you on a few things. And now we're going to be able to talk about LaMelo Ball, Nada, because he was incredible this weekend against the Indiana Pacers, 7 of 13 from the field, missed all six of his three-point field goal attempts, which is not good, but it's okay when you hit every single one of your two-point field goal attempts. At least you can counteract that way. Mm -hmm. Had five turnovers, also not good, but seven assists, six rebounds. 
the real game was against the Milwaukee Bucks that he had. It was his best game as an NBA professional. Eight of 10 from the field, hit a couple of the three pointers out of the three that he took, got to the foul line nine times and hit all of them hit every single one of his nine free throw attempts, which is excellent. Nine assists for LaMelo ball against Milwaukee, five rebounds. And, you know, again, can't focus much on the plus minus column. I just always find it fascinating to see some of the discrepancies from one player to another. He was a plus 37 in that game against Milwaukee. Miles Bridges was next up at plus 25. And then it was PJ Washington at plus 15, who was third, but a plus 37 finishing with 27 points. And more importantly, not a Charlotte Hornets went two and O against good teams in the Eastern conference. Even if the bucks have been faltering as of late, even if the Pacers, I believe they lost again last night, if I'm not mistaken, they did. Um, um, but the Pacers, it's still two good teams that the Hornets were able to come away with victories. What did you make of the third overall picks performance on Friday and Saturday? He looked like the third pick in the draft. He looked comfortable. He looked like he adjusted to whatever slump he was going through the previous four games this weekend. Like, he's played extremely well, and he's played like a rookie. You're not going to get that consistency yet because, again, he's a rookie. He's a 19-year-old. 19-year-olds don't do anything with any sort of consistency except sleep. That's it. So as long (laughs) as you don't expect anything, like, super consistent from him, he did well. He played a – he had a career high. I don't think it was his best game. Like, I understand it was his best scoring game, but I think the near triple-double against the Pelicans was better. I also think the triple-double, the actual triple-double he had against the Hawks, those were probably more complete games than what he did. The bigger difference for what he did, at least Saturday night, was he filled a massive hole when Terry Rozier got hurt, and he took over the scoring load. We saw an actual aggressive LaMelo ball. He we Again, he showed himself to be why every, a lot of people thought he was the best player in this draft, and he just happens to be a Hornet. Now, when we have these conversations about, and this is what I mean by boring conversations, if we're going to have this boring conversation about whether he should start, whether he shouldn't start, what what should they do with him, it's a boring conversation to me because at this point it doesn't matter. If he plays well, he gets 30-plus minutes. If he doesn't play well he plays 20 something minutes it's an all right just deal with it and i'm okay with the way that this goes because at this point this is about development this isn't necessarily just about whether this is going to be the lamella ball show this year or not and i wish we would honestly talk about another topic quite honestly Nah, nah, we got to talk about this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about LaMelo possibly starting for Devonte Graham. Here's the thing that's kind of interesting to me, Nada. Devonte, when you look at what he's improved on, it's been the three-point percentage more so than anything else because, you know, the assists have relatively stayed the same. You know, maybe they've even gone down a little bit as the season's gone on and to some degree, but not really. I mean, he had 10 against Indiana on Friday, just had a three, a five, and a three, and three of the last four games, the assist totals. You know, the turnovers, he's had four straight multiple turnover games, which is something he had not been doing really throughout the season. But it's been the three-point percentage yeah. that has improved for him. The field goal percentage as a whole, however, has constantly been, at 40 or below that's just where it's been even when we've kind of discussed what Devonte has done he's still not shooting at a very high clip just when you talk about him overall shooting from the field 
gotten to the line a little bit more recently. I think my point is that LaMelo and Devontae don't seem to play well at the same time. You know, it, it's either yeah. Devontae struggling so poorly and then LaMelo will come in and, and call for every fan that loves him to start him. And then he gets in that slump and they're still saying start LaMelo ball, but that's when you start to see Devontae perform a little bit better. And now here is Devontae kind of, you know, again, the last three games from the field, he shot below 37% in each of those games. But then we go to the Devontae Graham stat of RPM, which a lot of people are kind of pointing to and saying, yeah, here's why Devontae should play. And I understand that people might hold some stock into that stat, even though there are stats that are better. But here's the thing with Devontae. I don't know if it can be solely that stat that people point to. Like we can go to some of the the ratings and, and the swings. And I get some, I get that with Devontae. But man, LaMelo Ball, when he comes in and he puts up that crazy stat line. I mean, you look at what LaMelo Ball did. It's nuts uh, to it have is. also four steals against Milwaukee and to have only one turnover against the Bucks in that game, too. You know, it, it does make for a fascinating discussion because you get the excitement. You get the big time performances from LaMelo. You certainly have a higher ceiling with LaMelo, but you do have Devontae, who's solid in a lot of different other areas but man the, the shooting performances i mean he even when he's playing better he's still shooting below 36 percent. so it's kind of an interesting debate still to me like i i know it's recurring and we might it might get somewhat old but i, I still think it's pretty relevant as we go on no it is it, I, I will say it's relevant but i also say we don't know the culture side of it and if you're building a culture of you earn your spots here I can't definitively say, no matter how much I like LaMelo Ball and his game right now, I can't definitively say, yo, this kid's earned his job when metrically Devontae's been better. And then as well, much as I, again, much as I like LaMelo, Terry Rozier's been better. So where are you going to put him? Are we going to force a square peg in a round hole and move Gordon Hayward to the four to do this? Like, the way this works is like someone's going to have to explain to me how how this works, because until then, you've got to tell me who he's earned his spot over. Like that's I guess that's where it comes back to me. Who has he earned his spot over? And if mm. he and if he does, yo, cool, I'm here for it. But until Lamelo's clearly metrically better, I can't in good conscience say yo pos- potentially blow up your your culture and. At, and by the way, probably you're going to have to trade Devontae Graham and, again, blow this all up. And let's just, just go with the kid right now. That, yeah, because I think it's going to be that kind of move that you have to do this year for that. At, at least LaMelo's getting 30 minutes a game. You know, yeah. ultimately, ultimately, okay. If he's getting 30 minutes a game, basically, if he's getting 25 or more, then I'm good with that. If, if you give me those totals for LaMelo, then okay, I'll, I'll, I'll survive. I'll survive LaMelo not starting um, over a Devontae or anybody else. Uh, we'll take a quick break and talk a little bit more about the other performances from individual Hornets. But first, I want to talk to you guys about 1010. This episode is brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times and Style Magazine or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is 
is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people, and with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. We take a look more at the Pacers and Bucks games over the weekend coming up next. This is Locked on Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a funk master flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to bet on some of the upcoming games for the Charlotte Hornets, maybe you want to put in some bets for the Super Bowl, the prop bets, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. You can sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. You can get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. It's your online sports book expert. Now, I think the next player that I have no problem talking about for sure that we probably should start discussing more. It's Malik Monk, oh, who no. is getting minutes. Oh, no. He's getting minutes now. James Borrego has finally decided to go ahead and allow Malik Monk to play more basketball when he plays good basketball in the first place. And instead of just taking him out after a bad turnover, he left them in. Now, it's still not like a ton of minutes that he got against the Pacers, but it certainly didn't warrant him being out of the rotation. Malik against the Pacers. Two of four from the three-point line. Those were the only field goal attempts that he took. It was all from beyond the perimeter. Hit a couple of them, right? Two assists. Only had the one turnover. And six points was a plus five in the plus-minus column. So all of that in 14 minutes and a win against Indiana. Then you get to the Bucks game where you can look at Gordon Hayward, who had a good contest in that yes, one. LaMelo Ball stole the story because of his stat line. It was absolutely nuts. And then it's Malik Monk, Nada, seven of 16 from the field. He hit three, uh, three, three pointers out of the seven that he took. He had a couple of assists didn't have any turnovers whatsoever. A couple of rebounds. He scored 18 points total. And you know, he just destroys the bucks. Like we even go back to his rookie season <laughs> where Malik he have like 20 in, a, in the fourth quarter. In his oh my God. It was like 19 or 20. Yeah. It was something crazy like that. Uh, he licks his chops when he knows that the Milwaukee bucks are on the schedule. And if you're James Borrego, it, even if Malik hadn't even sniffed the court, even in the few uh, a couple of games prior to this, you got to throw him out there against the Bucks. When you play Milwaukee, you need to play Malik Monk, and he performed again. I mean, he was good. I, at this point, one, I, I, I'm going to try to choose to forget 
about James Borrego refusing to play him when he was playing well and just focus on the positive nada because he got 23 minutes in this game. He was very much a part of the rotation and offensively providing a spark. They scored 126 points against Milwaukee. Malik seems to be at least now solidly in the rotation. Look, I I will say this Malik Monk with a reliable jump shot, reliable three point shot is a legitimate seven again, top seven rotation player for any team in the league bar none he is that gifted especially athletically the problem was you couldn't rely on him hitting his outside shot nearly enough to where it's effective if this continues i will be begging my way back into monk hive walker will <laughs> slam the door in my face and I will <laughs> that's right served it. but at the same time like i am i was very impressed to see what he did to see him do what he did and when the jumper wasn't working in the second half, he started burrowing and getting to the bucket. And th- again, he had a couple of clutch two-point buckets, two-point layups that helped stem the tide of some Bucks runs. So between that, the improvement on defense, and I am legitimately seeing an improvement on defense, I can't argue with anyone that says he belongs in the rotation if he's going to give you this. And I'm not say- not necessarily saying... He's got to score 18 off the bench, this, that, and the third. What I am saying is he hits a couple of threes. He plays some decent defense. He doesn't kill you on the offensive end. Then, yo, that's what that's exactly what you want from him right now. Because yeah. I think that's what, again, that's what that's all I've ever expected from him. And I think he's living up to that right now. Yeah, man, he's, he's appeared in seven games this season, and two of those games only featured four or uh, less minutes from what we've seen from Malik Monk. He's gotten action in the last three. He got two 14-minute games logged against the Indiana Pacers, and then again against the Milwaukee Bucks. He scored 20. Uh, he, he logged 23 minutes, excuse me. It, he's not turning the ball over. He's had four one-turnover games, and that's been the most turnovers he's had. Granted, not a ton of minutes. Um, the, the thing is, you're right, Nada. Like, the one thing when people would criticize Malik that I certainly would agree with it was Malik's three-point shooting, and it was really bad. Like, that was the thing that you were really betting on when he came out of Kentucky, and it was a real problem. It just wasn't consistent. It had gotten to be pretty consistent with those last 15 games or so that everybody references, including myself of last season. But right now, I mean, this is someone that's shooting 45% from three on the year as it stands currently. The last two games, he's gone five of 11. You go to the last three when he's actually got real run. He's gone six of 13. He's hitting at a very good clip. And if he does continue to shoot like that from the three-point line, uh, it, he's the best driver of any guard that we have. Devontae. No. Yeah. No. Oh, who, who's better, better than him? LaMelo. I, I don't think so. Lamelo's not better. I, and, and I love Lamelo. He's great at kicking. He's better at finding people. Yeah, he's, he's the best passer on the team because he's crazy. But when it comes to actually finishing at the rim and also okay, having that ability to pass too. Finishing at the rim, I will give you. But getting to the bucket, just the act of getting to the bucket, I will say Lamelo is better. Yeah, well, look, LaMelo has done a good job of finding guys when he gets to the paint. I love when he is aggressive. I still think Malik is actually better at that process, but LaMelo's just an unbelievable passer. He's one of already the top guys. Either way, to have LaMelo and Malik out there and having both of those guys be able to drive and be able to kick, and Malik certainly better to finish at the rim, and LaMelo recently has finished at a high clip in the two-point field goal range. You love to see it. 
both of those guys, it, you love to see it. Also giving some praise to Miles Bridges for the way that he performed in this Bucks game. He went five of nine from the field, five rebounds, four assists, plus 25 in the plus minus column, finishing with 11 points, continuing to be pretty solid, certainly um, offensively in that game. And uh, and Gordon Hayward, he, he's the all-star of the team. So that's something to also take notice of as well. The one thing that you're worried about, it's Terry Rozier, who went down with an injury. They did lose that starter and that opened the door for maybe a little bit of a lineup change that we could see. He had that injury um, with a right ankle sprain that was Saturday against the Milwaukee Bucks. Do we know for sure uh, about Terry Rozier right now? I'm Terry trying to Rogier look it up. was listed as questionable as of yesterday's uh, injury report. We have not seen anything as of this recording, which is about 1, 1 p.m. So I'm not sure we're going to know. I'm not sure we know. I'm not sure we're going to know. And I'm kind of expecting him not to play. I'm expecting him basically to miss at least a week with this injury because ankles are kind of tricky. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully Terry Rozier is able to come back because uh, offensively, he certainly has been a marksman from the perimeter and uh, has become one of the better shooters in all of the NBA. We've got one more segment to go to preview the game tonight against the Miami Heat and kind of talk about what went down between these two teams last year. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. The flavor for Walker Mail today was the carrot cake and almond. You can hear it. You can hear the rapper. You hear that right there? That's Built Bar. You baby. That's the uncultured savage. You have the rapper that's, still <laughs> that's carrot cake with walnuts hey i ate it right before i started to to record carrot cake with walnuts that was the uh one of the six new flavors that i actually indulged in today but there's still 12 original flavors they're great too they're covered in 100 chocolate and they're soft and they're easy to chew they're great for the health conscious guy also so you don't have to feel guilty when you eat one of these built bars to try to get more energy and you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Hornets play the heat tonight. Can they get another win? Continue this train of victories. We'll talk about it next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And which, what, what I have liked to see a few more shards. Sh- shards? No, I would not have. That's not a it's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right now, host Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe Bryant's life and career with a two-part special podcast event. Hear stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Get both parts by subscribing to the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right after this podcast. So not of the Charlotte Hornets, they take on the Miami Heat tonight. And the Miami Heat have been one of the more disappointing teams in the NBA. You look at them as an NBA Finals representative last year. They were amazing, so much so that it led to people like me who actually thought they could win that NBA Finals series against the Lakers. Um, But then eventually that would be evidence immediately upon stepping onto the floor. It wasn't going to happen, even with some heroic efforts from Jimmy Butler. Now, the Miami Heat have gotten off to a 7-12 and start. They they won their last game against the Kings, but, I mean, you see all the losses they had in a row before that. It was actually five 
five losses that they had in a row. They've had some time uh, missed from some of the players yeah. because of COVID. And so that certainly is a pretty big contributing factor. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler has been somebody that has not been suiting up a ton for the Miami Heat. So certainly that that's a huge deal. Also, Bam Adebayo, it's kind of funny. He's playing out of his mind this year. He's been fantastic, and yet still, the Miami Heat have not gotten off to a great start. You think the Charlotte Hornets can get another victory, making it three in a row tonight? Like At this point, I want to say, you know what? I'm just, just to keep consistent, because they'll probably prove me wrong. I'm going to say no. They're not going to, they're not going to win this, because this feels Thank like... Thank you for your sacrifice. Yes, I thank you again. My sacrifices feel great. Um, at the same time, like... Here's my here's my issue with it. This feels like one of those games like you we talked about it at the beginning. It's a running joke against the third best team in the East or the fourth best team in the East. This team will show up. This team is young. This team will show up against a team that has a worse record than them. I don't expect them to show up. On top of that, they've had what? 12 hours in Miami right now at least, if not longer. <laughs> like, yo, th- this feels like a trap game. This is an Admiral Akbar it's a trap game, <laughs> and I, I just no, no. This is a bad. This is a bad matchup. Bad timing. Everything. This feels like an easy schedule loss. Well, and, and Jimmy Butler's back. So he played in this game that they won against the Kings and he hadn't played much this year, but they're three and two when Jimmy Butler plays this season. Actually, that they're uh, four and three, excuse me. When Jimmy Butler does play this season, they, they beat the Kings 104 to 105 and, and Jimmy went eight of 19 from the field, went to the foul line 16 times and he hit 14 of those free throws. Continuing to be the renaissance man that he is, eight assists, seven rebounds, scored 30 points in that uh, most recent game. So you get Jimmy Butler back, then you're going to be a a force to be reckoned with. So I I think just his sheer presence alone, Nada, it's going to make it a lot harder for the Charlotte Hornets to come away with this win. But then again, you know, they're able to beat the Milwaukee Bucks when they had Giannis on, uh, they had Giannis on the roster. And you're talking about the Pacers where you're, you're flirting with three all-stars. I, yeah. I don't, not all of them are going to get in, but Brogdon, Demo, uh, Sabonis is certainly going to get in. Turner. And then even Miles yeah. Turner, defensive player of the year. They're going up against, I mean, one, good teams and really good players. And you're even seeing those players kind of get theirs. And the Hornets are still able to win, right? Like you saw in this most recent victory against the Pacers, uh, the three-headed monster that they have, they all scored over 20 points and the Hornets still got the victory. And then you see this game against the Milwaukee Bucks, at least you were still able to see, um, you know, good numbers from Giannis. And yet still, they were able to come away with that win. So maybe you can allow Jimmy Butler to get his and the Hornets can still come out victorious. And the other thing is we got, as we got to remember with this squad, particularly this was a squad that left the Hornets with a feel-good feeling last year before the season ended. So mm-hmm. this is a team that matches up fairly decently. The only quote-unquote bad matchup is Bam. Everything else can be negotiated around to an extent. So I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, this, that, and the third. I do, th- like I said, I don't think they win. I think this is a schedule loss. But I also don't think this game should be played, considering Tyler Hero. Again, if you heard anything from Saturday's uh, scuttlebutt, Tyler's hero, Tyler Hero's roommate tested positive for COVID, and they found out at halftime. This game probably <laughs> yeah. should not be played. So. <laughs> 
There's yeah, that. I mean, yeah, th- there is that side of things, too. And uh, the Hornets already had the Wizards game postponed. Did we get that rescheduled? I think we did get that, that is, rescheduled. That is rescheduled. I believe that is coming up soon, too, if I'm not mistaken. Let me go look. Yeah, but we'll, uh, the Wizards, that game is going to be there's a, a game against the Wizards February 7th. So that's going to yes. be at 1 p.m. That's the game that that's they have Sunday. against the Wizards so far is February uh, 7th uh, this year. So. Um, yeah, we'll see the Charlotte Hornets play against the wizards and they play again tonight against the Miami heat on the road, trying to make it a third straight victory in a row. That'll do it for the lockdown Hornets podcast. Thanks again to built bar for supporting the show. Thanks to you for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of lockdown NBA rejecting the screen too. go check out those guys. Noah Kosloff and Adam Stanko. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow.